Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined, as ever, by, well, one of the Spooky Movie Squad, my beautiful wife, Katie. Hi. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 1989 American body horror film, Society. In Beverly Hills, what you fear is only the beginning. It's not bad. I guess. That that tagline makes it seem like it's going to be more about like plastic surgery or self-image, like by mentioning Beverly Hills. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't. It, yeah. it wasn't because like you know going into it it's going to be like body horror. You would think that it's going to be about like everyone trying to get thin or stay like a certain amount of sexy, but that has nothing to do with anything in this no. film. <laughs> Yeah, you would think it'd be like a surprise. Like now, if the movie came out, it, for sure they would oh, hide that. Yeah, it'd be about if they. It would be. It would change what it was about. Yeah, but with like that the, tagline. Yeah, the cover of this movie is like a chick's face getting stretched off her, like as a pizza. Well, so that doesn't even happen in this movie. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, the cover would not be that. But yeah, hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 260 of this illustrious, beautiful podcast that we do. And it is episode three, or chapter three, in Guido's Choice. It's Guido's Choice. So, like we said earlier, Guido, he went with a trauma film that we did. It was Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1. Then he went with John Carpenter's episode of the show oh, Masters yeah. of Horror, oh, Cigarette yeah, yeah, Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cigarette. I forgot about Cigarette Burns. I did too. Why? How did it? Why? That yeah, was so good. <laughs> it was really good. And so, Guido and I, we enjoy ourselves some body horror, some Cronenberg type things. And so, the movie he picked for this Saturday is called Society, and it's directed by Brian Usna, and he was a producer for a ton of films like Reanimator and From Beyond, so he's all about melty shit. He loves body horror. That seems to be his bread and butter, and he's really fucking good at it, I'll tell you that. The special effects were done by Screaming Mad George. He's a special effects artist, film director, former musician, Born in Osaka, Japan. So it's a Japanese, just awesome person that is all... <laughs> I, I'd i love to sit down with some special effects people from like the 80s and 90s and just go over how they come up with some of the weird shit that they do. Screaming George, Screaming Mad George, said that he got his ideas for all the crazy things that happened in this movie from a nightmare. And he had a nightmare about, honestly, the last 20 minutes of this movie. And I'm like, that's a fucked up, really weird dream. And also, a painting by Salvador Dali called The Great Masturbator. And there's a couple of other ones that have the same idea to it. Salvador Dali, I don't think he did this type of painting the whole time, but surrealist. Do you know anything about... Salvador Dali? Yeah. Yeah, he did the melting clocks. 
That's like his most famous work. That's like his bread and butter is like melty stuff. Because The Great Masturbator, it's... That's surrealist. Yeah. It's it's weird stuff, I will say. It's all it's melty. That, that's the look that Dolly was going for. There's a really cool um, Disney short. So when they were making um, the original Fantasia in 1940, the plan was to make... It was going to be an ongoing thing, right? They would make this one movie like that was set to all these classical pieces with all this beautiful artwork. And then they would do it again, like right after, basically. And they would continue to make these like shorts set to classical music or set classical music, I guess, to tunes. And when they were working on that, one of the pieces that got left out, actually, was by Salvador Dali. He, oh, cool. He created... And I don't know if he animated it, but he at least drew like the main parts of it um, and they animated it and they didn't it didn't end up making it into Fantasia, but it's on Disney Plus. So if you're interested in surrealism and want to know at all what his work is like, um, I'll have to find the name of it. But search, I'm sure if you just searched Dolly, D-A-L-I on um Disney Plus, you'd be able to find it. That's really fun. It's like cool. about a, I think it's about a ballerina and she's traveling through like a desert and her shadow or something, there's like shadow people like trying to deal, steal her. It's weird, but it's good. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So with this movie society, I'll just say for the uninitiated, the people that don't know about this movie, and it might be a, a few because I have not heard about this film. It's funny, a lot of people that I listen to and they talk about scary movies, I've heard this name pop up multiple times. A couple of people, this is one of their favorite films, but I never watched it. That's really cool looking, yeah. So, this movie, it follows a Beverly Hills teenager who begins to suspect that his parents are part of some cult for the social elite. Something is up with them, and they're being real sneaky, and... There's a lot of weird stuff happens in this movie. It it, it goes off the rails. <laughs> it, little by little, it just goes off the rails. And this film has the added layer of is is the kid is he actually seeing these weird things happen or is it all in his head? And there's tons of films out there, a lot of really big ones that it's always they do that angle. It's like. Is Katie losing it, or did she see that weird monster in the back of the room, you know? Or is she the weird monster? So, it it was really cool to see a film from 1989 or 92, depending on where you were when we saw this, that have that angle to it. So, I thought that was really cool. So, let's see what Guido had to say about society. Another body horror piece. Most people have seen a picture of the father in the movie, I think the one picture when he's the, the butthead picture i didn't see it until i searched youtube for this film yeah <laughs> have seen a picture of the father in the movie but have no clue where it came from that makes sense definitely a movie i had no business watching as a young child but that's what happens to latchkey kids growing up on base yeah you're right you just see wild shit you're like oh my god the practical effects are out of this world but shouldn't be surprised with brian usna at the helm this is a funny line. I expect, he says grummy faces, but grumpy faces, I think. I expect grumpy faces from Katie for the bulk of the movie. I actually 
disagree, Guido. <laughs> uh, thank you for this movie. I actually really, really liked this film. Like, a lot. There was a couple moments where it was a little cringe, but that was mostly because it was the 80s and some of the things that the teenagers were, like, talking to each other about were just like, well, that's outdated as fuck. But it wasn't, like, there wasn't anything that was too weird about it, and the body horror honestly wasn't that bad in this. Yeah, we've seen... We've seen much worse. Crazier. We've seen much worse. This was... I liked it a lot. This was really good. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, Katie said all the lines that I do. I love body horror, and I didn't think I did. When I was a kid, I saw some wild ones, like The Thing, and fucking Scanners, and tons of Cronenberg stuff I shouldn't have been watching, but I didn't think it would be my jam. But when I got a little bit older, especially with the rise of torture porn and other types of horror where people realize, oh, I don't have to have someone hop out around a corner with a mask on to scare you. I just show you some weird confusing shit and that's enough to absolutely terrify you yeah that you know the fly the fly is not a technically horrifying movie but what they show you on the screen gross looking yeah it it bothers you man you're watching a dude fall apart in front of you that's scary as fuck in a manner of speaking and society this movie it shows you some fucked up images especially towards the end of this movie boy howdy it like i said it's not terrifying but it's fucking creepy looking also i think i have i think a lot of people our age at least have a kind of tolerance a bit to body horror of this era yeah uh because it was very common in even regular like movies that everyone would like family movies quote unquote uh like people just melting yeah like, in Indiana Jones, when they touched the Ark of the Covenant, and everybody, all the Nazis, just fucking, like, melted. Like, that was weird. And yeah, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, when the bad guy, like, dies at the end, like, that is straight body horror. Like, and this movie, and a lot of the other older body horror movies that we've watched are very similar in that aspect. Like, the practical effects and stuff make it similar, um kind of in a in a in look and in scariness i guess i don't know i'm not i'm not afraid of it because i've grown up watching weird shit happen to people in movies like this so it's not so bad the body horror that grosses me out is the newer stuff that's yeah fucking like really insane and graphic like we don't Nobody needed that. Yeah, because technology is very good now. Yeah, like, like let's just some let's just shit. keep with like melting Play-Doh people. Like that's that I was good there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I was good with the like melting claymation people. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because another film that's a kids movie that we reviewed, Little Monsters, with oh Brennan, uh Brennan, Savage Brothers. This, yeah, Fred Savage. And towards the end. When the light hits Boy, the leader of the bad monsters, that motherfucker catches on fire and melts. And I'm like, this is not a kid's film for these couple of minutes. It's terrifying But when we were kids, it didn't matter. Like, it was so common. That that style of practical effect and that kind of thing happening was so common that I wouldn't have even thought too much of it. In this film, I would say like Guido said, inappropriate to be watching as a child. But that's not necessarily because of 
the body things that are happening to the people for the most part, but more because of the amount of nudity and that aspect of yeah, that's it a pretty happening. good amount of boobs in this. But. Yeah, like the whole plot-ish centers around like a, an orgy. And that's, you know, that's not appropriate for little kids. <laughs> <laughs> little Guido. What's an orgy? I don't know, but you're watching it. Oh, so. shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what Guido thought of orgies after this movie. He's like, is that an orgy? Because I, I don't want it. I don't want to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Guido. Sounds like little Guido. <laughs> little Guido. But no, it's it's a fun one. I enjoyed this film. I, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be gross and be like, okay, that was shitty Same. looking, you know. It's fun. It's a fun ass movie. Thank you, Guido. Spoilers, Katie. This movie, um, at this point, the director, Brian Usna. He made a lot of films, and they were just kind of, huh? And so people just expected this to be another, huh, film. And uh, it didn't do that good in America. I'm not shocked. But it got out into the world, and boy fucking howdy, this was a cult classic. It hit so much harder in other countries. I don't know why. It's America, we're weird about movies. The Terminator films? America does not keep those movies going. It makes nothing here. But other countries, I think, want to say China, fucking loves Terminator movies. And it makes its millions it, other places. It makes complete sense that this movie did shit in America. Because up until Guido chose it, I had never heard of it before. Yeah. And I'm not super, like, Otis, like, watches all sorts of, like, YouTube videos about horror and all these different things. I'm not digging into stuff like that. But I do um, a lot of times fall into watching these videos with Otis, um, you know, top 10 lists, uh, whatever. Yeah. And I've never heard of this film. In yeah. all of those videos that we've watched, I've never, nobody ever talks about it, which is a fucking shame because this is a really good movie. Yeah. Like, it's part of my thing later, but I will say as far as fucking storyline goes and plot... This movie is leaps and bounds above most other horror films. And it is a fucking shame that this movie didn't do any, didn't do well. Yeah. So I have a couple of fun facts about it. The director, Brian, he built the film's plot points. He based it on the special effects. So instead of the other way around, it's like, okay, well, this scene, I want Katie to shoot a bazooka at the monster and explode. So I need you guys to work on this scene and I need a, a, a monster body to explode and fire and stuff. It's more of, I thought of this scene where Katie's body just splits in half. I need to figure out, I need to write my way to that scene. What could happen to make Katie split in half? And that's what he did with this movie. And he kind of said that logic be damned, I want the scenes that I want in this movie. So I didn't think the the logic of the film was that dumb. I will say at the end, right before the crazy shit goes down, we got some characters that just make the really dumb decisions to head back into the crazy for no real reason. Just like, <laughs> okay. And goes back. And I was like, what the fuck? What? But, you know, like I said, he wasn't really worried about the logic of the film. There's a couple of spots where I was like, what? What? I was a little confused, but, you know. So, the hospital used in this movie, the exterior shots, 
It was the same hospital from Halloween 2, which we will watch, Katie, because Halloween 2 is really fucking good. And honestly, you should watch the original one with Jamie Lee Curtis, young Jamie Lee Curtis, and watch part 2, even though that's not part of the canon anymore. It's a really good fucking movie, and it's just like Halloween and Halloween Kills, all in the same night. So, they used that same hospital in Halloween 2, and Billy Warlock, that sounds like a fake porn name, but no, that's his name. I mean, it might it might be a stage name. But Billy Warlock, also he's known for playing Eddie Kramer, a lifeguard in the first two seasons of Baywatch. Mm-hmm. He came back for the reunion movie in 2003, and he was on Days of Our Lives in General Hospital. He's a little cutie pie. And his dad played the shape in Halloween 2. So he, he's been around scary stuff for a very long time. He act, he's actually in Halloween 2 movie. He's carrying a boombox. He's a little kid and he bumps into the shape. And just like in any Halloween movie, kids get to get real close to Michael. And Michael just look at him. He's like, I don't feel like killing you. And walks away. And the kids are like, oh, shit. So we got to see a little young Billy Warlock in this movie. There is a word I'm going to read the definition off for later, but I won't tell you now because it won't make a lick of sense. So, I, it, it's fun. This is a very fun movie. So, I would say give it a shot. Not super terrifying. You will be grossed out at points. There's a lot of greasy people in this movie or gooey people. It gets crazy at the end. So, so we'll get through this story and talk about it and stuff like that. And we'll go from there and talk about our favorite, least favorite characters. So... Bill Whitney, so Bill, William, that's Billy Warlock's, <laughs> say Bill, that's so dumb, if I was in a horror movie and I'm like, okay, Otis, your name in this horror movie is going to be Otis, I'm like, Come here, give me, like, call me Joe or something, but anyway. Well, this is probably like the beginning of his career, so he probably just went by Billy because he could, wouldn't respond to anything <laughs> else, he's like, I don't they, know what the fuck I'm doing. They gave him another name, he just wouldn't turn or acknowledge it, They're Yep. Like, hey, Tim, Tim, Bill, huh? God damn it. Exactly that. Exactly <laughs> Change that. his name to Bill. Motherfucker won't turn. <laughs> so he's living with his parents and his sister in a mansion in Beverly Hills, California. Uh, very well-to-do people. And the beginning of this movie, it starts really odd. He hears a lot of sounds from another room in his gigantic mansion. And Billy pulls out a big old knife. And he's he's sweaty. And he's trying to investigate what the sound is. But he gets woken up by his mom. Mom's like, what are, you, what are you doing? He's like sleepwalking or something. He's like, oh, damn, you're right. Goes back to bed. So even from the beginning, he's already hearing stuff and acting weird. And he's talking to his therapist, Dr. Cleveland, that he doesn't trust his family. They're acting really weird and they don't. Instantly we see his family. They don't really seem to like him that much. And they ignore him. And it's all about his sister. The sister, she's the, the popular one. So... You know, it's the whole... She's the favorite. Yes. That's that whole situation. You can tell instantly in this movie, they really like the sister. And she's a cool one. And Billy's got dark hair, and they all have blonde hair. So even then, I was like, why is he so much different from them? And then at the end of the movie, oh, okay. So... Well, even throughout in the middle, he kind of suspects. Yeah, he's adopted. Like, there's something to it. And they're like, they don't like me. So... In this part of the the movie, Billy, he's outside playing basketball with his buddy Milo, because Milo's a fucking cool guy. Big ups to Milo. And his sister, she's getting dressed, and she hears, well, she's going for her 
earring and it's on the floor by the closet and she stoops down to pick it up and boy howdy it's one of not not a greatest fear of mine but man i don't like being close to shit and then you just see a face hidden in stuff boy howdy that's a terrible terrible thing to deal with and holy shit someone's sitting in her closet and runs at her and covers her mouth and it's her ex-boyfriend david blanchard and he's like, I just want to talk to you real quick. And that's a horrifying thing to hear as you're getting... Now, imagine being a woman and having that fear every day of your whole life. Somebody sitting in your closet. Somebody following you or jumping out at you and holding you down and, you know, captivating you or capturing you. Like, we've been trained not to not to be okay with that for years yeah. and years and years and years. So Billy grabs David and he's like, you get the fuck out of my house, you know? And he's like, I just, I just want to talk to, just talk to your sister real quick. I, I just need to talk to her real quick. And he's like, nah, you get the fuck out, which very understandable. You can get the fuck out, bro. You in her fucking closet hiding. So later on, David gives Billy this audio tape and he's like, you need to listen to this. I'm not playing, man. You need to listen to this. And on the tape, it sounds like. He hears his dad and his mom and his sister, and it sounds like they're dealing in some type of orgy. (laughs) They're talking about her coming out, which is like a thing that debutantes do. Yes. And then it's like after she comes out, she will have sex with someone her age and then have sex with everyone else. Yeah, and Billy's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Exactly the right reaction, Billy. Yeah, and Bill, he gives the tape to Dr. Cleveland, and he's like, bro, you got to listen to this right now. And, you know, Dr. Cleveland's like, I'll listen to it tomorrow. Let me have it, and I'll listen to it. He's like, no, 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 I want to be in the room when you listen to this. Like, no, let's not play these games. But he gives the tape to Dr. Cleveland, and he comes back later, and the audio on the tape, it's just his sister's coming out party. There's no talk about an orgy. There's no weird sounds or anything. And like I said, this whole movie is this underlying question of, is Billy really hearing these things or is he just fucking crazy? And so they play this card over and over in this movie. And there's multiple scenes where he's looking for, uh, what is it, suntan lotion in his mm-hmm. sister's room and she's in the shower, and he hears weird sounds from the shower, and looking at her, you know how showers have that, that frosted look to it, so you can't just see someone's boobs or butt. Her body is, like, backwards. Her head her, is... Her upper body is backwards. Yes, and she's, like, washing her butt, but she can, like, see the butt. She can look down and see it, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And he bumps something, and he actually opens the door... And she's normal. She's like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking weird guy looking at my boobs. And he's like, oh, my bad. It, like I said, there's been multiple weird situations happening. Around this time at school, Bill seems to be a really popular guy on the basketball team. So he's running for, was it, class president or school president? I don't, I don't know if they technically said what he was running class for. Class president, I think. So he's running up against another kid. Oh, it's not Ferguson. Uh, Martin, Martin Petrie, and it's like a nerdy guy, you know, you know, the typical 80s nerdy look, you know, got the glasses, got a little 
sweater like a sweater vest. Yeah. Yeah, cardigan, the whole thing. And while he's talking, and with class presidents and stuff like that in high school, you're like, I'm going to be president, and when I become president, we're having pizza every day. And they're like, holy shit, I'll vote for you yeah, if I get pizza every day. pizza. Turn the fuck up. You know, they don't do that. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. And so, apparently there's some law or rule coming up about uniforms. And Billy's like, talking, trying to say something about uniforms and how it's stupid. But he sees in the front row, it's this beautiful woman looking at him. And he's like, oh, the uniforms are pretty cool. And I don't mind. And she like, opens her leg, like, basic instinct. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> And his, I guess is his, yes, his girlfriend, cheerleader girlfriend. She's like a couple rows back, like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's pissed off, as she should be. I'd be pissed if my girlfriend was like on stage looking at, it ain't the same, but, you know, for watching some dude's legs open. What the hell? I'd have jumped over and beat him up. But uh, she disappears. And so it looks like she wasn't there at all. Like I said, there are multiple scenes where people are just there and they poof away. So, Bill, he wants to talk to, to Blanchard again. He needs another copy of the tape because this tape, it just sounds like the party and nothing weird about it. And Blanchard tells him to meet him, I forgot where, but like not far from here, a couple blocks away. Meet me and then we'll I'll give you another recording of the tape. When he gets there, oh no. Blanchard's van is flipped over, blood everywhere, and the ambulance, they're shipping off this dead body. This guy's all wrapped up, but boy, that sheet is bloody as fuck. Blanchard got murdered. His neck's slit. Yeah, so somebody fucked Blanchard up. And so Billy, he's looking around the wreckage, and he finds a tape recorder, and a cop, very rightfully so, cop's like what the fuck are you doing dude and he's like oh my friend died he's like yeah you can't touch shit at a crime scene homie and he's like get the fuck out of here move it move it (laughs) so like i said this point billy's losing it little by little he's he's freaking out he attends a party well his parents tell him that he got invited to a party by an upper classmate ted ferguson sounds like a douchebag and he is a douchebag and at the party Ferguson, he actually kind of confirms that the tape was real. And he's like, yeah, I was at that party and I banged your sister. And then we banged everybody. And your boy's dead. And he says, I'm like, how and the then, And then two seconds later, he's like, yeah, I don't remember smashing my feet in a, yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's couch. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't remember having sex with his sister and killing his friend. Yeah, I remember killing his friend having <laughs> sex with his sister. Yeah. It was weird. And Billy... Uh, he's ready to throw some bows and he falls into the pool. I was like, oh, Billy, you need to get better at fighting, bud. (laughs) And Bill, he actually meets up with Clarissa and it's the beautiful girl. And they, is it the first time they meet? Do they do it? Uh, yes. Yes. And then his cheerleader girlfriend. Well, I don't think it was necessarily the first time they met because I think that was the hot girl from the school. Yes. They had met kind of before, but. Yeah. First time they really talked, yeah. And so his jealous, almost ex-girlfriend at this point, she's salty because she's been wanting to go to these fancy parties for a long time. And Billy's like, I don't give a fuck about parties. Why do you care about these asshole people? And she's like, I just want to... Because I do. I just want to be where the people are, you know? 
And I'm a stuck-up rich bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and she sees Billy with Clarissa, and they disappear into a room for a while. And she's like, son of a bitch. Rightfully so, you know. <laughs> Uh, your boyfriend disappears in a room and don't come out for a while, they're probably fucking doing it. So, around this point, Billy, he sees Clarissa's body and her legs are twisted the wrong way and she's laying down in the bed and he's freaked out about it and he looks back at her and her body's normal again. Like I said, little by little, it seems like his mind is just falling apart and he scoots off. He's like, I can't. I, you know, she's like, hey, you can stay and we can do some more sexy sex. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm fucked up. It looked like your body was backwards. I, I can't really get it going after seeing something like that. Rightfully so. So at Blanchard's funeral, Bill and his boy Milo. Milo, this whole movie has been trying to talk to Billy. And Billy's just been sweaty and freaking out and just keeps just ignoring him. And Milo's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Come on, get it together. They touch Blanchard's face at the funeral and it caves in in a point and I didn't understand what that meant but then I really thought about it it ain't real and I think Billy thinks that it's that that's not that's not his real body and so there's doubts that Blanchard is even dead at this point so Bill is contacted by Martin Petrie so his nerdy rival for class president and they meet at in the woods <laughs> and Bill finds the nerd with his throat cut in the car and he freaks out. He runs to get the police and he goes to Clarissa's house. So I guess she was close by and the cops come out there and they go back to the car and there's nothing in the car. And the cops are like, stop lying to us, you dickhead. And he's like, but there was a body. It was right there. <laughs> the next day at school, Billy gets in front of everybody because I guess they have another debate for class president. I don't know why he needs so many goddamn debates for it. And he tells everybody, hey, the nerd boy, he's not going to show up, y'all, because he's fucking dead. And he died trying to tell me a secret about this high society and all these rich folks trying to cover up secrets. And the whole crowd are like, what the fuck is he talking about? And they start laughing at him because Petrie, the nerd boy, he pops out. He's fine. And he's like, what are you? What are you talking about? I'm dead, you dickhead. And so, like I said, Billy is falling apart at this point. So when he heads home and Milo talks to him and he Milo says that he, he'll help him. Just tell me what's happening. And Billy's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening, dude. And Milo says, I followed you to that meeting with the nerd boy. And when you disappeared into the woods... I saw people come out of the woods with a body wrapped up and then multiple cars came by and then you came back up. So something is happening here, dude. So he, he tells him, like, I believe you, man. Just let me help you. So it's like Billy feels a little bit better. He's like, I'm not going crazy. There is something weird happening. There's a cover up situation happening. He's like, yeah, man, just let me help you. So he heads back home and Milo follows him and his parents are like, hey, Billy. How's it going, bud? And he's like, he's like, something's happening. You guys are weird and freaky deaky and having sex with my sister. And you're part of some weird group. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And you know, they press a quiet little panic button. They're like, yeah, you can come on in. He's here. And big, burly ambulance people grab Billy's ass. And he's like, hey, let me go. Let me go. I'm like, yeah, you fucked up coming back in here, bud. 
and they hit him with a syringe and knock him out. So they put him in the back of the hospital car and hospital car ambulance. <laughs> oh no, I broke my leg. Take me to the hospital car. So <laughs> and they take him to the hospital and Milo, he follows him. And so Billy, he wakes up in a hospital bed and he hears Blanchard's voice crying out and he sees silhouettes behind a sheet. And so he gets up and nothing's there. Once again, like I said, everything's freaky and weird. And so Milo finds him. Actually, Billy gets out without help. He just escapes. And Billy sees his car is there. He has a Jeep. And Milo is like, dude, this is a setup. I went into the hospital to find you. They said you died. They are setting you up. Don't go back to your home, dude. This is a fucking trap. And Billy's like, I got out. I'm alive. No one want to fuck with bad Billy. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch. And he drives off. And I was he like, sure I was like, what the fuck weird. are you doing? <laughs> Why are you going toward the bad people? At, at least bring gasoline or something. I'd burn that bitch down. But Milo's like, bro, th- you need a plan. He's like, I got a plan. Me and these two fists. Vroom, vroom. And drives off. So he heads home. And Bill, Billy, he finds a large formal party. Everybody that he knows from school and his life. A lot of old people, people from the town, they're here at the party. And Dr. Cleveland reveals that Bill's family and their high society friends, they're actually not human. And Billy, as he is... So, uh, in dog situations, there's this long pole you can get, and it's got a lead on it. So if a dog's, like, foaming at the mouth, you want to catch it so it doesn't bite you. But you don't want to get too close because they don't bite you. But you have this long stick with a loop on the end and you can catch them. They do this to Billy. And I was like, damn, that's actually effective as fuck. And so he's getting choked out on the ground. And the doctor, Dr. Cleveland, tells him that they're not humans. And they're, they've are they been on Earth for a very long time. And Billy's like, oh, you fucking alien scum. And he's like, nah, we're not aliens, homeboy. And he yells it a couple of times. They're like, we're not aliens. We've been here longer than you guys yeah, have. Yeah, we're not aliens, dude. And he demonstrates what they do. And they bring in Blanchard naked with a little sheet on. And the party guests, they strip down to their underwear and they begin shunting. So the director, the writers, they all use this word shunt when they talk about it. And shunt, Webster's Dictionary defines shunt as... A hole or a small passage which moves or allows movement of fluid from one part of the body to another. So it's like a... You hear it a lot in medical dramas, uh, people having shunts placed in either for heart surgery or for uh, brain surgery. Yeah. Because typically it's to help... um, Pressure, right? Well, yeah, in your brain it's like to relieve pressure and in your heart it's to... uh, keep the blood flowing oh okay, okay. You have a oh, blockage or something. yeah your heart's fucked up so yeah. you gotta get blood in there so shunting in this movie means that they are physically deforming their bodies are melting first they get juicy and uh, I, I mean it they get juicy and it's like they rolled in ky yeah I was gonna, petroleum jelly all over their bodies which is Absolutely terrible. Not even really. Not even really petroleum jelly. Just petroleum jelly is thick. Yeah, it's like like straight lube. It it looked like like the sheen of 
like in fucking fuck old school when those girls oh, are yeah. wrestling in the KY jelly. That's oh, what blue. it looked like. Yeah, when they wrestled blue. Here, my boy, blue. And then he dies. Blue yeah. died of a heart attack when he saw them boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like that. They were, everyone was slick like everyone yeah. in that movie in yeah. old school. I'm, I'm not playing. Everyone is juicy in this part of the movie. So they start shunting. They meld into each other and into Blanchard. One person kisses his body and then her a whole bunch of people do it. Her face stretches back out. So it's, she's attached to him. It reminded me a lot of uh Beetlejuice. Yes, when they when, when they're making when their scary faces. Yeah, when they make their scary faces and <laughs> Gina Davis like pulls her 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 maw forward. Uh it's similar to that except the front of this person's maw is attached to yeah. the kid. <laughs> and they start sucking question mark the, out of him. The juices out of him. So they're eating him from the inside. They're absorbing him, honestly. So it's kind of like the fly where the, uh, oh, what was his fucking name in that movie? Jeff Goldblum. I can't remember what his name was in this movie. I'll edit this out. So it, it's it's like the fly where he is wanting to form, meld his body with Gina Davis. And it just gets weird in the movie. And so they're fucking eating him from the inside? And then the, I guess the mayor or some higher up guy with a cigar in his mouth, he <laughs> he starts licking on Blanchard and then he fists Blanchard through the butt, I guess. It seems like their bodies get real soft, but he fists Blanchard and his arm goes all the way through Blanchard's body and his hands go through his face and like grab his eyeballs or pop them out and Blanchard is getting absolutely uppercase fucked in this scene and it actually had to tone down the death scene from Blanchard because the actor was doing so really like really fucking good it was just a little too much and the director's like okay you need okay calm down a little bring bit it, bring it back a little bit it's kind of it's pretty fucked up so <laughs> at this point Billy is like oh shit and he realizes I'm not a bad bitch Billy I shouldn't have came back this is a lot Clarissa pops up at the party and she is not she she doesn't want to eat Billy. She actually loves him. She tells him, I love you. And there was a line that Ted Ferguson said, something about synthetic. So I think she hasn't actually been eating people. She's been eating other things to stay alive. It, it was a quick line. Yeah. And he says, like, don't worry, you'll get you'll get your share. You'll get your share. And she's like, I don't want it. So I don't know if she's been eating people or eating something synthetic to stay alive. It was a quick line I heard from Ferguson. So, Billy challenges Ferguson to a fight. And the mayor, I guess, he forms his body back. And he's like, okay, let's do the fight. And Billy's getting his ass beat. And Ferguson's doing, like, fucking roundhouse kicks and shit. And Billy's getting his ass absolutely beat up. Uh, Actually, sorry, I jumped a little forward. At this point, Billy gets out of the dog collar and he's running off and he gets upstairs and he finds his family and they are melded into each other, having sex, I guess, or just shunting with each other. And the mom, her body is moderately normal and where her crotch is, the sister's face pops out and she's like, if you got any freaky fantasies, let's do something about it. And he's like, oh my Lord. And then the dad, he is just legs and his face is where the butthole would be. 
And he's like, you're right, I am a butthead. And he makes fart sounds. And he freaks out and leaves. <laughs> and Dr. Cleveland re-grabs his ass and drags him back to the party. And so, him and Ted Ferguson, they have themselves a scrap. Donnybrook. It's very one-sided, Donnybrook. Billy's getting his ass absolutely beat. And Ferguson starts to shunt with him. He kisses him on the lips. And I, you can tell that he's starting to form on him. And then... Ted Ferguson's going for a punch. He's going to falcon punch him in the chest and start sucking up his nutrients. Billy grabs the fist and puts the fist inside of Ferguson's self. And it's weird. I guess it's like, it's one of my seven words, kind of. But it's like The Thing. In that movie, The Thing is like, I need to get into another body. Hey, that dog's over there. I'm going to eat that dog and turn into a dog. And he's starting to eat the dog. It's tons of sound. And it's a lot of work to do. And that's when Kurt Russell and everybody wakes up. They're like, what the fuck is that sound? Oh my God, what is that? And they set it on fire. So it looks like this shunting thing makes you super strong. I guess. But then your body's really weak. And you can get properly fucked real fast. So Billy grabs Ted Ferguson's fist. Punches himself. Makes him hit himself. And then he fists Ted Ferguson. Through his butt or dick. I don't know. A butt's kind of behind. So he uppercutted him hard as hell to get his hand into his butt. But I guess he just punched through his body, I guess. And he fists him all the way up to his head. He see Billy's hands where his head is. And he pulls him inside out. <laughs> and Ted Ferguson's fucking dead. And everyone's confused. They're like, what the fuck? And he backs out of the room. And Milo's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Milo snuck in with Clarissa's mom, which I guess she is one of those two, and she eats people and coughs up hair, but she doesn't like to talk, so I didn't understand that situation. That was weird. Yeah. Inbreeding is my guess Yes. Her. That um, makes sense. Clarissa came out good. That's good for her. Well, it's weird because throughout the movie, there's kind of these nods to what the people actually are, um, and they're slugs. The gardener is like yeah, raising them the in slugs, the garden, yeah. and the the parents like make comment that this looks like a really good batch. Like they're coming along so well, um, and th- she calls them like not a batch, but like a I don't know a herd or yeah. something something like that. Like to like that they are relatives or something of these slugs. Um, and then later, when he right or right at this point, when he like flips the bad guy inside out. Um, he's like all worms on the inside, like worms and slugs. Yeah, so you're right, and they're all like liquidy on the outside, like gooey, like slugs. So and there's some sort of like slug, humanoid relative thing. Don't it's slugs? Weird. Isn't that how slugs reproduce? Don't they like, like attach like pieces of them pop into another one and they spread? Your guess is as I good might as be mine. making that up. I have no idea. No, I think that was from a Junji Ito. I just comic. know that slug slime is gross. Oh, that might be that <laughs> that might be from Uzumaki because that one dude turns into a slug and then like spreads its seed with that other guy that turned into a slug and they had a baby and it was like a people slug thing and they were like oh, 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 and everybody throws up and at the end of that chapter I I think that's what happened. Man, Junji Ito, that's shit. You want to be gross? Read some Junji Ito. That motherfucker is awesome. So at this point, Milo and Clarissa, they get Bill, and they scuttle at the fuck out of there. 
And Clarissa's like, no, I love you. I'm one of these slug people, but I like Sia. I like Sia a lot. And Milo, in his cop outfit's like, well, I guess I'm not going home. <laughs> We're on a run now, I guess. And they drive off in Billy's Jeep. The end. There's no set ending to this. And Katie brought it up, too. She was like, you know, the Ferguson got killed, but... The bad guys. Well, the bad guys still live. Like and the they, society continues. And they didn't really seem to give a fuck about him because right care. after the mayor's like, "Well, looks like we have another opening in Washington this summer," and it not like, "Hey, we should get that kid because he knows everything." So which makes me think there's a lot more people involved with this. Probably higher up. Probably every rich person, not super like super rich people. They're probably slug people that yeah. like to eat. So they're not worried because they they can't tell anybody. Because they got the cops in their pocket. Or they're slug people. So, I guess they assume they'll catch them at some point. What a crazy movie. Yeah. So, Katie. Who was your favorite character in society? Uh, Not a character. But, like I said earlier, the plot. <laughs> this movie keeps you guessing um, throughout... And I loved the way that they kind of intertwined the idea of Billy being schizophrenic to what was actually happening around him. Um, And this weird, like, rich people are all slug people and they're hunting the poor for sport, basically, was crazy and awesome and i love movies like this it happens a lot actually in more modern films like think get out this is similar except they're not like slug people they're just horrible ass rich white folks um but yeah i loved the plot of this film that was for sure my favorite thing i went with milo i went with the best friend this is another film where the best friend is like talk to me bro what is happening we haven't talked in in fucking weeks and you're freaking out, and you're always sweaty, and you, you're trying to fight people. What's happening, dude? And Billy told him, like, bro, my family, I think they're trying to kill me, or they're part of some cult or something. And Miles like, yeah, man, I'm with you. I got you. And it, it's fun to see a friend that's not like, Katie, you're crazy. There's not slug people trying to eat you. You're crazy. That friend gets murdered in the movie. Milo was like, yeah, I believe you, bro. Let, let's do this got a cop outfit and snuck into the party and he pulled out the pistol he's ready to shoot somebody for his mm-hmm. his bro he's like i know all of you motherfuckers i'll shoot you he's select people uh yeah milo was great man he kept his shit about him when he got into the party and saw people morphing into other people and he's like that's a lot okay and it's funny you see a hand a juicy hand trying to touch him to like hey let's get into this origin he slaps the hand away he's like don't touch me <laughs> he doesn't run away he's just like and he's watching all this go down. So Milo was fucking cool in this movie. So Katie, who was your least favorite character? Okay, I'm going to start with a little bit of explanation. Two minutes into this film, okay, we are <laughs> right at the beginning. Like, all that we've seen is Billy sleepwalking and then at his therapist's office, okay? Two minutes in. It is very clear to the the audience that Billy is schizophrenic. Yes. Like right out of the gate. You're like, okay, he's hearing voices. He's seeing hallucinations. That's textbook schizophrenia. (laughs) And he goes to his therapist 
And he's like talking with his therapist and he fucking Billy says, we're just a normal, happy family, except for a little incest and psychosis. And it's weird as fuck, right? And it catches you (laughs) off guard and you're like, okay, odd thing to say, Billy, but sure. And the therapist who has been seeing Billy for a long time is like, "Eh, Billy, you're fine. Your family's fine. This therapist is fucking trash. He is the worst character in this whole goddamn movie. And I understand by the end or like midway through that clearly he's working with the society. Yeah, he's he was, part of the society. He's gassing Billy up this whole he's time. He's gaslighting yeah. Billy for sure. But like from the jump he was just absolute trash. Yeah, Wouldn't even a- give Billy like a Xanax. He <laughs> like to calm his anxiety and chill him out. It was just like, no, Billy, I hate giving you drugs, so I'm not going to give you any until fucking the end of the movie when they're like, oh, I hate giving you drugs. Psych. Here's some fucking drugs. And now you're dead in a hospital. Like what? Uh, fuck that therapist. Otis, why is your least favorite character also the shitty ass therapist? Uh, the therapist is on there, but I think he gets tied into my least favorite phrase, rich, weird folks. Oh. I think that ties into that. <laughs> the society. Yeah, yeah the okay. society. They're, they're the society as a whole. Fucking weird. And I have a seven words that will explain more about it, so I'll wait till then. So, let's do seven word synopsis. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. So, my first one is, society is the thing's rich little brother. So in the movie The Thing, it's all about that alien trying to assimilate into other things to be mm-hmm. look normal. It's like, hey, I'm a dog. Woof, woof, woof. Dogs don't talk, you dickhead. And then they burn it up, you know? <laughs> I'm a dog. Woof, woof. Did that dog just speak? Yeah, that dog said, I'm a dog. Fire, flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> then the dog's like, and turns into a spider. You're like, yeah, that This is our cartoon version of The Thing. Just yeah. go with it. <laughs> so my next one is... Billy should go back and burn everything. Uh, my family, I find out I'm probably adopted, and my family wanted to eat me for an orgy and merging party, and I get away with a cool new girlfriend that can turn in the shit, and my best friend that's a cop now. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? We're going to the gas station. I'm buying some fucking fire, and we're going to stake that place out when everybody's like, oh, see you later. I'm burning that bitch down. Yeah. It's, it's security. I can't burn it when everybody's there. Wait for security to leave. My family's fucking going up in flames. And then I'm going to try to take out as many people as I can. Probably going to die because they're going to eat me. But fuck that noise. I'm not on a run. I'm trying to kill as many of those people as I can. And my last one, which is the one I was saying about the rich white folks. Rich people eat the poor people? Message. Yeah. I have what I was just writing one that was like, it's an interesting comparison of current society like yeah i <laughs> the rich eating the poor and not giving a fuck so yeah. a lot of newer horror films turn it around guys eat the rich yeah nah, 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 fuck nah, nah, those dudes yes assimilate them and ladies but there's very few ladies bark 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 we're all dogs now bark 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 assimilate <laughs> so <laughs> oh my god you won capitalism go fuck yourself yeah bark 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 so it's it it's that type of newer horror, like Jordan Peele. He loves having this underlying theme in his films. Uh, sure, a movie will be about vampires eating people in the Bronx, but then the underlying thing is about gentrification. That's what it's really about. Yeah, It's just got the sprinkling of vampires on top. 
Jordan Peele, like I said, does this all the time. Get out. Oh my gosh, that Colt's trying to take his body. Well, it's white people trying to take black people's body because they are very envious of the bodies because they're better in their minds. That's what the movie's about. But it's bad guys trying to take his body. You know what I mean? It's He broadens it out. But all of these films have these underlying really cool metaphors in them. This one. that This is such a tried and true metaphor in life. Rich people don't give a fuck about the poor people. And they will use them until they die. Until there's die. nothing left. Yeah, there's nothing left. Metaphorically. Yeah. In this movie. Actually, literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. They are using them until yeah. there's nothing left. So I thought See, that was really cool. Jeff Bezos and Amazon and all the work and or Walmart and the yeah. Walton family. Look at their billions of fucking dollars that they've got racked up and they're fucking people who work at Walmart who are on food stamps because mm-hmm. they can't afford shit and on welfare because they can't afford they don't get paid enough. Yeah. Like can't afford to take a day off of work. Burn it all. Burn them all Burn to the ground. <laughs> In Team America, uh I forgot the guy's name that did um uh, the the Big Mac where that guy ate the big the McDonald's for a long supersize me yeah yeah that director uh, in Team America when when they found out that Team America they were like shitty and he comes into the base and he had the bombs on him but before that oh, he's like Michael Moore yeah Michael Moore the puppet he was like burn it all burn it all down and he starts dancing I <laughs> can't remember if he did supersize me but he for sure did one about nine eleven and. Oh, yes. Some other I, shit, I, I think yeah. he did supersize. Or he helped with it. Probably. Some shit. He, whatever. Yes. So, Katie. Okay. Well, we kind of agreed on that one. I didn't have exactly seven words, but similar idea. Mm-hmm. So, now I only have one, and it's a legitimate synopsis of this movie. <laughs> Rare, I know. Schizophrenic teen tormented by oversexual socialite hive mind. That's perfect. Yeah. If someone told me them seven words, like, what's this movie about? And they said that, I'm like, shit, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> there I'll it watch is. it. I'll there's, watch it. There's the tag. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, this film came out June 12th, 1989 in London and June 11th, 1992 in America. That's a long break. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think the estimated budget for society was? I guessed two dollar dues because there was a lot of practical effects. So, like always, when someone gets it, that's the sound. Estimated two dollar dues. Yes. That's the sound. So, I looked. That's the sound of shunting. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, Otis. Time for you to get your prize. Why are you in your underwear? Why are you juicy? What the fuck's wrong with your face? Hell. Why are, your, why are your legs arms? Why, yeah. <laughs> why is your head in your ass? I don't know. Yeah. Why your face a booty hole? <laughs> Girl, that's a booty hole. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be a terrible hostage. I'd be talking the whole time. They had to that's kill exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, yeah. Yep. Hey, don't touch me. Why are you juicy? Help. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. So it's hard to find. I couldn't find a box office for this. Fair. But I can tell you. It did not do good in America. Yeah, my guess was five hundred dollar dinks. Yeah, probably um, half of its money it probably got back. Maybe, maybe a million. I don't know. But uh, not, in other not well, yeah, in other countries, certified banger, cult classic. There are tons of horror movies that do not do good here, but then 
other countries are like, this is the best movie ever. You know, why don't you guys like it? And Americans are like, I don't know. We're fickle. Other countries are like, dude, this is awesome. Like, get, yeah. it, get it together. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this movie did not get the love that it deserved when it came out. But like a lot of cult classics, hey, man, give it 10, 15 years, 20 years. We'll love it. Because <laughs> we love checking out old shit that did not get the, its just desserts. So this is one of those films. Yeah, there are quite a few that we've watched recently that have been straight bangers that just like yeah, that didn't just do well. Snuck under the radar back in the day. Would make really good remakes, I think. I you took the words out of my mouth. If they made society now, I could easily see Jordan Peele coming up with a version of this. Yeah. It would make tons of money. In the metaphor of rich people fucking over eating the poor? Oh fuck, man. That's ugh, mwah. I feel like I've seen movies similar to that. Something, there are it, there are other movies. Uh, what's that movie? Um, fuck, we just watched a movie where they like harvest people and eat them. I can't remember what it was though. Ooh, was it a scary film? Yeah, I can't remember what it, it was. Maybe a while ago. Uh, but they also kind of do a similar thing in. What is it? Fuck, that movie where the Democrats, like, kidnap a bunch of Republicans. Oh, The Hunt. The Hunt, yeah. Kind of similar. A little different. Because yeah. it's physical hunting. But It's The Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 fresh. Yeah. It, it was rich people, like, capturing random folks and then eating parts of them. So Eating booties and titties. Yeah. And thighs. And yeah, Bad lures. Bucky. Bad Bucky get a spray bottle out. <laughs> Bad Bucky. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's like I said, it's a tried and true metaphor back in the day and now. It's it's a cool one, and it has tons of room to grow. Like, yeah, Katie brought up a f- fresh-ass movie that used that metaphor. And, here, here, fresh. And it was good. So I'm, I'm happy that we got an older film that did that. I'd love to see this remade. They were working on a sequel back in 2013 called Society 2 Body Modification, but it doesn't seem like it went anywhere. So unfortunately, hopefully people just pick at these folks and be like, you're still alive, make one. (laughs) You know, Uh, tons of games are getting remakes and they were like, we weren't thinking about a remake, but y'all keep fucking like fucking with us so like, yeah we'll make a remake oh shit it made like a hundred million dollars yeah give us old shit back we will pay you for it you know here's all our monies we're adults now we got money yes <laughs> i'll pay you for it all anybody wants is good versions of films that used to be bad yeah we do not want remakes of films that were already certified bangers right like nobody is asking you to remake Fucking Indiana Jones. Or Back to the Future. Or Back to the... No one wants that. Yeah. Leave it where it was. It It was fantastic. (laughs) Nobody wants a new Casablanca, okay? It was beautiful. Leave it alone. You guys sure you don't want Back to the Future? No. No. Pick a movie (laughs) from the 70s or 80s or even the 90s that did shit but had an okay plot line and just make it better. Yeah. Better acting. Better visual effects. Better directing. Make it better. Yeah. Film better. Yeah. Oh, that's all I gotta do? Just film better? Shit. Why don't Halloween I think of that? 2018. <laughs> better. 
Yeah. Why did I think of that? Just film. do better. Just film better. Yeah. <laughs> so, minority kill count zero. Zero. Good job. You didn't see any black folks in that fucking juicy party. You didn't see anybody of any other race in this movie at all. I think at the school there was probably somebody a little different. Clarissa was kind of dark. Not like she, she was. was black, but she I think been, her she name. She could have been Latina, maybe, but we don't know. Devin DeVasquez. Yeah, probably Latina. She's a Playmate of the Month in June 1985. Well, damn. She's from Madrid. Oh, Spanish. Okay. Mm, hey, girl. So, makes sense. Shauna was his girlfriend's name. Shauna. Shauna was a bitch. Yes, she was. She sucked. Genie. Shauna. Sorry. Um... Do you have anything else to say about society? It was a good movie. Uh, I Like Otis said, I think it would do really well if it got remade. Yeah. Um, I don't think the acting was necessarily awful in this. No, it's it just wasn't, old. Yeah, it's it, just was, old. it was just the late 80s. And I don't think people were like, wanted more body horror or this type. Of, were ready for this type of body horror at the time. Yeah. This specific like sexualized body horror that this movie was but it was really good like a plus plot line and the i the uh, like i said i keep going back to it but the jumping back and forth between like is billy schizophrenic or is weird shit happening in his house por que no los dos like it was both <laughs> kind of he's crazy and he sees things oh my god that's oh horrible yeah yeah shit was wild it was really good yeah I yeah, uh, Katie said everything. This this is a fun movie. I really liked it. The dialogue I've seen '80s films. The dialogue is so much worth uh, worse. Like what Silent Night, Deadly Night two is that the one? Where he's like garbage day, and he kills that guy. There are way worse films with very shitty lines, but that garbage day is pretty fucking cool though. Um, oh, I forgot to say the minority kill count is two hundred and seventy three, and a Tito Turtle. In a house full of vampires. Uh, we'll see if in the next film we have ourselves a minority that gets fucked up. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So that's episode 260 in the books. So the if you have any other cool fun facts about uh, getting juicy and attaching to people don't tell us but you tweet us at with an email it is I don't want any email it's like hey, just look how juicy I am I'm like calling the cops Roast out. calling the cops yeah. the music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort flipping the CE anywhere you can search for them studio pizzas thank you so much for the artwork so we have one more chapter in the awesome saga that is the Guido's Choice. And this one was one that he specifically picked for me. And he's like, man, this is going to be fucking great. Hopefully everyone else likes it. <laughs> I thought I'd be like, damn, that was really good. And Kay's like, wow, that was, that was a movie. So we'll see. Maybe it won't be like rubber. Maybe it'll be like society. More society, less rubber. We'll see. So, like always... Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with the final chapter in The Guido's Choice. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Now that's juicy. Ooh.